What is up, everybody? This is Ryan here for the Scale Up Show. I am back with a solo episode. Haven't done this in forever. Um, super quick, I had six takeaways that I'm going to share with you from interviewing over 100 CEOs this year, all in the SaaS space. Uh, some really, really great insights once I took the time and actually reflected on it. Had to share it with you. And the awesome thing about it is it's like six minutes long. So let me know if you like this. Enjoy it. And please, please, please share it if, if this is impactful on you. The best way to expand this is through word of mouth. But um, I love you and appreciate you for checking it out. Let me know what you think. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. What is up, everybody? This is Ryan here for The Scale Up Show. Haven't done a solo pod in forever. Had I bring it to you, and I wanted to share it because it was really, really insightful. Once I took the time to sit back and look at or write down, realize what were the top six takeaways I had from interviewing over 100 SaaS CEOs, and here they are. So I'm going to share them with you today. Everything's been going great. I know I've been doing the interviews, but I am going to make a concerted effort to start doing the solo pods again. All right. So I'm break this down for you in 10 minutes or less. So first things first, every CEO I spoke to, every single one of them had exceptional strengths, but then also had significant weaknesses. Okay, so they double down on their strengths, to offset their weaknesses, and then they either got a co-founder or hire staff to support them. So really, you know, kind of my big takeaway is to lean in your strengths. And then instead of just trying to plug the dam with all your shortcomings to hire someone else, whether it be a contractor, co-founder or employee to do that for you. So that's number one. Number two, I don't think a single one of them had overnight success. I, I can't remember it. Uh, everyone had every single one of them had failures, whether it be in their previous startup, at their job, or in a different experience. And so the failure aspect is part of becoming on your journey to making that happen and making it a reality is what gives you the the experience, the know-how to basically create that success. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, uh, one of the things that I saw that was really eye-opening was that every interviewee struggled massively at different points in their life, okay? Nobody had a perfect plan built from day one. They didn't sit down, write it up, and that's exactly what they did. They had multiple iterations, pivots, trials, and errors, and discovered along the way their exact vision, passion, and value. And a lot of times it looked way different than what they started off thinking that their customer or the market wanted, right? And so what I learned is that every successful founder is trying to make something out of nothing and figuring it out really, truly as they go, right? There's no perfect plan that's built from the get-go on day one, okay? Number four, all right? There's many, many ways to create a successful go-to-market strategy and execution plan, okay? There's sales-led, there's product-led, there's community-led, partner-led, value-led, right? Marketplace, pricing-led, content, go-to-market strategies, and those are only some of them. And so one of the things is like, and you're going to see so many gurus out there, so many people touting their way is the best way. And in certain situations, it might be, right? However, what it, what it taught me is there's not one single cheat code for growth, but it really depends on the strengths of the founder and the early team. So I thought that was incredibly insightful when I, when I looked at that and came across that because I always used to thought like, this is the way, right? <clears throat> and now don't get me wrong. 
down each one of those paths, there is like, there is a master path that you should definitely take, right? Based on principles. Like for example, with sales, like I know the right things to do to set up from an organizational perspective as you grow and as you scale. Um, and, and there's an exact path to go through. However, in certain situations, um, you know, all of them aren't a good fit, right? All right. So number five, if you constantly interview and deconstruct what the world's most successful people in your space are doing, you will report repeatedly, I should say reportedly, repeatedly receive insights that are non-Googleable. Okay. Non-Googleable insights. And so what I mean by that is, you know, we have a proliferation. We have more data than ever imagined at our fingertips with search engines, resources, Things online, however, but when you're talking to people constantly that are multiple levels at or above you or even peers, you're going to learn so much just based on their view of the world and experiences. And so it's not just the belief, I should say, it's not just the best strategies and tactics that matter, but like I was saying, it's the belief structures uh, behind those strategies and tactics on what truly, truly makes it actionable. So beliefs will really, really shape how successful you are when it comes down to the execution. Okay. So that's number five. Number six, you know, one of the biggest benefits that I've received personally is um, it, it, it truly produced insights that were better than I could have ever imagined. Okay. So what I realized from that is that a lot of times, like I set off at the beginning of the year and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to interview a ton of people get their insights and, and, and really, really try and deconstruct what the best in the world are doing. Okay. But what, what was awesome about it is there were so many strategic byproducts of friends, trusted advisors, partnerships, and even clients that, that came out of it. So um, that was not something that I expected from day one. Uh, however, like just by going through this process, it was basically like an MBA and startups and SaaS. And so my eyes were wide open to uh, things and areas that I didn't even know existed. And basically, that's just a summary of what it takes to become a successful CEO when the odds are against you. And so wanted to share this with you. I know this is a super quick episode. Uh, I, I posted uh, this on, on social, got a really positive response, even dropped it in some startup groups. And so I wanted to share this with you because it was some of my quick takeaways on what are the most insightful things from interviewing so many CEOs in a short period of time? And there's even way more beyond that. If you like these type of episodes, let me know. Pin me on LinkedIn. Um, shoot me an email message and let me know what you want to hear. You want to hear something else? Because as you know, to this point, I've had no advertisements on. So this show is all about you. So please share this with your friends if you enjoy this or found this useful. Uh, subscribe to the show yet if you haven't done it. And I will see you all on the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.